This is an HR program on demand, a living seed capsule of work life and workplace coming live from a rooftop in Stockholm, Sweden. It's me, Anne-Marie Andrich, and me, Katarina Berg. A vodcast, if you like, on HR, straight across the counter. Sponsored by HR, the real deal, HR by HR for HR. Welcome, MK. Good to see you, Emery. Welcome back. I know. Last time we were here, we were holding umbrellas. I know. It was <laughs> it was pouring rain. I know. But this time you I'd brought... I'd much rather this. I know. You brought the sun to Stockholm. Yes. Thank All you, the way sir. from Sydney. All the way there from Sydney. Go. On topic. Mm-hmm. Because I was thinking the last time uh, you were with us, we were talking about the HR business partnering role in general. Yes. What that means, how we work, uh, the beauty of that yep. role, which yep. is uh, a, a true fact, right? And then we were touching a little bit on um, how it is to work in the emerging markets, yeah. which is a region of multi countries, yep. right? And then I thought, why don't we you know, deep dive a bit on that particular topic today? I think that's great. Works? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do yeah. it. So just to recap for the audience. Yep. Now, you're a living legend <laughs> in the HR world uh, and in Spotify. But for yeah. those of you who still don't know who okay. Michael Kim is, oh, would dear. you please share? <laughs> yeah. Well, firstly, I don't think anyone knows me as Michael Kim here. I think they all know me as MK. MK. Um, and it's been the most amazing eight years at Spotify right now. Is it for eight me. already? It's going on eight. But it feels like a year, which is... Nuts. But I think that speaks a lot about Spotify's culture and our speed and the amount of change we go through. Um, so everything's a new challenge. So time just flies by. But uh, for the past, gosh, five years now, Anne-Marie, mm-hmm. uh, my role here at Spotify has been head of HR for JPAC. Right. And then recently, actually, we added another acronym to that title. So now it's JPAC and SAMIA. Right. So when you look at it from a regional perspective, just think the Eastern Hemisphere of planet Earth is where JPEG and Samia sit for Spotify. So if I go through the acronym of JPEG first, J stands for Japan, so we cover Japan. Um, and then APAC stands for Asia Pacific, which covers our markets in Southeast Asia, uh, as well as Australia and our business in, in New Zealand. And then since last time we met, uh, we've added Korea to that market as well. Um, And that's JPAC. And then within Southeast Asia, you have markets, we're based out of Singapore, but we service markets, uh, very rich markets, such as Indonesia, Thailand, Vietnam, et cetera. So there's some markets within there that make it a very complex region. Yeah, for sure. And I think we'll talk about that later. And then on the SAMIA side of it, if we break down the acronym, it's South Asia, Mm -hmm. which includes India, which is one of our biggest markets, Middle East and Africa. And then when we break down Africa even more, by the way we're set up, we focus on North Africa and then Sub-Saharan Africa. So again, zooming out, it's the Eastern Hemisphere of the world. Holy moly. I know. And it's... It's huge. Yeah. How do you stay so fresh? Look at you. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. It's it's the art of learning how to deal with jet lag is a critical (laughs) skill set in this role. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. But seriously, it's... I mean... When you describe it, you just you're just theoretically trying to grasp the 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 breath yeah. is daunting. Seriously, yeah. Yeah. so so okay, perfect. That's your remit. Yep. This is where your team is. Yep. Yeah. So share share with us what does the team look like? So, again, when I rewind back to when I first started 
to build out that side of the world from an HR platform perspective, it was really me and a team of four. It was a skeleton crew. Um, but as the business grew, and this is what's so exciting about our business in emerging markets, is that when we look at MAU, when we look at revenue, when we look at the total addressable market of, of users that we could bring on board, you know, when we look at US and Europe, we're very saturated there. Right. So where do we go to fish from? It's these emerging markets. Yeah. And the growth for us over the past five years has been exponential. In some cases, double and triple growth. So the HR team grows with the business. Yes. And this is part of our mentality to make sure that we as an HR organization don't bloat ourselves. So we look at the growth of the business and then we match the HR needs to that business. Mm -hmm. So fast forward from about four or five years ago, we were a team of four. Mm -hmm. Now we have over 15 people on our team. Yes, we have for fully, all of the good reasons. right? For all of the good reasons. Yeah. Um, we just put boots on the ground in India with an HRBP there. Most of the team is based out of Singapore. And actually our largest team again is our TA team. Right. And we have a brilliant team of local recruiters who knows the market, which is so important for us. And we just hired an amazing recruiter in Japan because we're hiring aggressively in Japan as well. Um, and TA has really been the bulk of our team because of the growth of the market. So right. when our market grows from a commercial perspective, they need more people. Yeah. Who gets those people? Our amazing TA team. Exactly. Uh, but, and then I think you know, to the other functions, we have an amazing community ex-leader who ensures that you know, from an inclusion and community perspective, we get the attention we need on that side of the world given that we're so far from Stockholm in New York. Mm -hmm. So we have our own strategy and, and lead for that role. Um, we're building our learning of culture on that side of the world through our dedicated TA lead, uh, I'm sorry, L&D lead mm -hmm. um, that joined us uh, about six months ago now, which has been a great addition to the team. Um, and then of course, building out the HRBP and HRS team exactly. as well. So as our business grows and our people grow and our managers grow and our leaders grow, yeah. the requirement to have HRBPs and HRSs to support them through that growth is absolutely critical. So we've been, we've been putting boots on the ground in Japan, India, Singapore, and now Sydney as well. Sydney. So Fantastic. it's been a great, yeah, it's been a great evolution of growth for the HR team too. I can imagine. Um, sounds fantastic. So the obvious question now, sure. with everything that you shared so far, is there a difference in serving a one country yeah. versus a multi-country yeah. region? Yeah. And if there is a difference, what is the yeah. difference? I think there's a massive difference. Yeah. I've been in both roles. Exactly. Right. And I've so if been you can prepare. Exactly. Yeah. And I think the biggest difference is that in a one country setup or not even a country, but more of a global role where you're an HR leader or an HR business partner, that's based in headquarters, right? And looking at the HR strategy from a global perspective and a high level 60,000 foot perspective is massively different to being a regional HR leader. True. And I think the biggest difference is that we can't do anything at scale on our side of the world mm -hmm. because cultural nuances matter. Mm -hmm. Understanding those local markets matter and the way we create our people strategies vastly differ based on the needs of those individual markets. Exactly. So I think the worst thing that we can do on a regional level that's actually quite common to do at a global level is put things at scale. Mm. Create an initiative and send it out for everyone, regardless if you're here or here, 
it's kind of peanut buttered across and everyone gets the same thing. And that's great if you're looking for scalability. But for us, we can't do that because whatever we create may be relevant in one market, but completely irrelevant in another. True. Does that make sense? So, of course it does. So we always <laughs> have to look market by market yeah. to make sure we're delivering to the needs of that business yeah. and adapting to their culture, their location, and most importantly too, their maturity. Because as an emerging market on our side of the world, um, we have a market like Australia that I would define as a mature market, mm -hmm. right? Think about the US, think about Sweden, a mature market. We've been there for a while, we dominate the market. We have 70% market share. Everyone uses Spotify in Australia. We're there, we won that market. Right. And then we look at Korea yeah. that launched a year ago yeah. where our brand awareness is still very low, right? So I can't treat Korea the same as Australia. And I almost have to treat them like separate companies where Australia I treat more like a mature company. But when I look at Korea and how we plan and strategize leadership development, how we look at recruitment, how we look at our benefits, um, we have to look at them as a startup. Exactly. And as an HR leader, we all know startups work very differently. Two different universes, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so the polarities and diversity of, of these markets within the Eastern Hemisphere constantly keeps us on our toes. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. But do you, can you align on something? Yes. And what, so, what can you align on? So that's what I call the foundation. Mm -hmm. And what I tell my team is we need to ensure that whatever we're doing in this market, the foundation of our people strategy is consistent with our culture at Spotify globally. Right. And that transcends every market, regardless if you're Japanese or Korean or Indian or Australian. Mm -hmm. Our beliefs around collaboration, our beliefs around playfulness, our beliefs around and values around how we work and the ways we work, or things like parental leave, for example, exactly. are things that it doesn't matter what market you're in. It's a value that's important to Spotify. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you get it, mm -hmm. regardless if your culture accepts it or not, or if it's or if it's common in your country or not. That's what you get. Right. Um, and so then, the lead on leave is global. Yes. yes. Because it's something that's very passionate for us at Spotify. Yeah. And, you know, again, I take example for Japan. A male Japanese person taking six months of leave is unheard of in Japanese culture, mm. right? But that's when we pick and choose and say, well, if you're an employee of Japan, you're also an employee of Spotify. True. And this is an important value to Spotify. That's why you get it, Yeah. right? So on that note, things that could scale are the things that we want to be the foundation of our people strategy. Mm. And then I think of things like our beliefs around diversity and belonging, mm. our beliefs around our zero tolerance policy towards discrimination and harassment, right. our policies around inclusive leadership, right? These are things, that my expectation, a leader, again, whether, whether you're Indian or Indonesian or Singaporean, it doesn't matter what culture or personality or background you have, we expect you to have these same exact beliefs as an American True. or a Swede or a European. So it's that foundation of, of Spotify values yeah. that we, spread across the entire market. Yeah. And then anything after that is always case by case. Exactly. And a good example is there are some markets where we look at DIB and ethnicity is a very big factor in some of our markets. 
But then when you go to Japan, ethnicity is not a factor. Right. Right. So we can't just say ethnicity is important in every market. We have to be relevant. And if we're not relevant as an HR organization to our people, then I think we lose credibility. True. Right. True. So so the team is constantly wearing different hats. Yeah. And it's frustrating because it almost feels like we have to reset every time. Instead of, can we just cut and paste and do this here to here? No, because the market is different. The people are different. So we have to kind of reset, rethink our strategy, tweak it. So it's constantly relevant for our people. But I think, I mean, the way that it's beautiful. And I think I'm just thinking from a HR business partner perspective, what a fantastic growth you have every yeah. single day yeah. in your job, right? It's amazing. Uh, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, f in so many nuances. Uh, and, and colors, right? Uh, Katharina talks about the 171 uh, yeah. colors of the HR palette. I'm sure you use it like every single hour. Yeah, and that, <laughs> and that for me, you know, I, I talked to Katharina about this in my development chats as well. It's, yeah. um, I've learned more about HR and what it means to be an effective HR leader mm -hmm. in my time in this role mm -hmm. than I have ever in my time as a global HR VP leader. Mm -hmm. um, and it's because of those nuanced cultures. It's because of those different colors on the palette that you constantly have to learn. Yes. It's, uh, it's been an incredible journey. Yeah, I can't yeah. imagine. I yeah. can't imagine. So what's the most fun? I think that's what it is. The most fun is, is honestly learning about these different cultures, going from market to market and experiencing and listening to their stories, yes. understanding their culture, understanding how ways of working works for them in their markets. And it comes back a lot to not just kind of workplace stuff, but it comes to cultural right. nuances. It comes to how they grew up. It comes to, you know, MK in India, we do it this way. And we've done it this way for a hundred years. And this is what Indians believe in versus in Australia, we do it this way. Sure. And to go out there and be able to live and touch and feel those different experiences, um, in this side of the world of the East, which is super exciting and super rich with culture, is just a dream come true. I never thought in my career I'd be able to, to do it. I've covered JPAC markets before in previous roles, but I've always covered it from New York. Exactly. That's the difference, right? And I reflect back yeah. on my time covering those markets and my previous companies, and I think, boy, did I get it wrong. And why is that? Because you can't lead a global organization from a corporate headquarters, or you can't lead a region, I'm sorry, from a global headquarter on the other side of the world looking at a spreadsheet. You can't just look at numbers and data and make decisions on how we create people strategies for our people without understanding the local cultural nuances. And it's hard to do if you're working for, you know, a 200,000 person company where most of the HR leadership team sits in that global headquarters. It's really, really hard to do. Mm -hmm. So getting HR boots on the ground on that side to be that voice and connect back to global is super, super important. Mm -hmm. Because if I look back, I don't think I would have launched half the programs I did for that market in other companies because it wasn't relevant for them. Exactly. Right. But again, it goes, there's always going to be a sacrifice. Scalability is a very good buzzword for companies. True. Right? It's True. efficient, it's it's fast, it's speed, 
and it covers everyone. Yeah. But when you start losing scalability, what happens then? Things start slowing down. True. Right? Um, things start kind of going off on this side and that side and this side. But you need that because the world isn't a one size fits all. No. Everyone is different. And I think I've realized that in this role because I've been able to go see so many different markets. And it's not about just going into India and seeing the team and going to the hotel and office. It's walking through the streets of India. It's going to the restaurants. It's looking at the local culture. That all helps you um, come back and understand that culture better so you can align your strategies better. Exactly. Right, And that's kind of the reason why going on a tangent, why we're here today uh, with 1,500 people coming into Spotify from the, all over the world for intro days. For the intro days, exactly. Because it's kind of the reverse. It's also when we hire people in Japan and in Australia who are literally on the other side of the world and in Singapore, this to me, intradays is such an important part of their onboarding mm. um, and for them and for the new hires to come because I want them traveling to this side of the world to understand what our Spotify culture is. Exactly, what and the what, DNA is about. And what the DNA is. And it's not only the great agenda that the team puts together for intradays, but I encourage our people, walk the streets of Sweden, come into the office and just talk to other employees who aren't a part of intradays. Understand our culture here, because mm. that's the company you work for. At the end of the day, if you're in Singapore or in India or South Africa or Nigeria, you're still connected to Spotify in Sweden. Yes. So what I want happening is we have 1,500 people here today. We have a big group of people actually from JPEG and Samia here as well. And what I hope for all of them is that they took that piece of culture from Spotify Sweden and they take it back to their offices exactly. on my they, side of the world. And they share that story. Exactly. There were so many golden nuggets in yeah. what you just said. So I'll just encourage our viewers and listeners to this last part, just repeat. Repeat, repeat, listen to this one a few times, because I think what you said was so important uh, and the learnings from, you know, being a regional leader mm -hmm. from a global headquarter versus being actually in the yep. region makes a huge difference, right? Absolutely. And the thoughts on scalability. Yeah. That's wisdom. That's, Thank you, that, that's MK. Yeah. <laughs> that's MK. And I just want to share a story before we close on that topic where you said, um, you know, you have the intro days now this yep. week with, uh, you know, 1500 uh, Spotifyers just uh, dominating the streets of yep. Stockholm. Uh, actually, I was in a, in a coffee shop yesterday having a, 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 sh a quick coffee and uh, there were a few of the Spotifyers there. Oh, and then I yep. started talking to them. They said, this is the best place for the cinnamon buns. We're here for the Swedish cinnamon <laughs> buns. So they truly, truly listened yeah. and walked that talk. So yeah, that was very beautiful. Yeah. It's so great walking through the streets of Sweden. I'm not part of intro days. I'm here for other reasons. But when I walk through the streets and I see so many people with the purple yes. intro day bands, yeah. and I, when I go out for dinner with my team, I see tables of intro day people. It's amazing. It's, it's beautiful. We, we, we literally take over the city. Yeah, you do. And it's, uh, and it's you know, and you're, a great and you're, thing. And you're so welcome. <laughs> yes, yes. So lovely, MK. So um, what are the biggest challenges, would you say? Yeah, um, is really around this concept of boundaries. So working on the other side of the world, especially when your home office is in the West, um, time zones come into play all the time. And because we're a global team, we always have global meetings. 
Uh, but what that often means is later meetings for us, late night calls for us, True. especially the, the farther away you get from the time zones. And what we see from our people and hear from our people is that that's actually impacting them when it comes to work-life balance. Yes. So the struggle that I'm trying to work on at Spotify is how do we create more of a balance? And we have amazing leaders here at Spotify that recognize and acknowledge that. So when we do have calls with global teams, there are often managers in New York or Sweden that say, actually, you know what, guys, we're going to take the late night call in Sweden so that Australia doesn't have to stay up till one in the morning, two in the morning, and right. then we'll alternate. So that's exactly. been a great example of, of how we kind of combat that. But at the end of the day, time zones will never change. No. Right. And I think it's an expectation that if you work for an international global company, there's going to be a bit of that. But it doesn't mean it has to lead to burnout. No. So there's gotta be a better way to balance it out. And also the other approach we've taken to try to combat that is challenge our people. Do you need to be on late night calls? True. Right? Work more efficiently, think about your boundaries, take control of your calendar more. And what I always tell people is, if you're on a late night call, but your camera is off and you're on mute, mm -hmm. you don't need to be on that call. Right. Right? So you have to pick and choose and prioritize what's important and what's not. And it's okay to say no. It is definitely okay yeah. to say no. And our leaders have been echoing that as well to help kind of create a better balance in that boundaries area. But time zones is an absolute killer for us. Um, and I've spoken with CHROs on that side of the world. Uh, and many of them, the most common answer I get back, which is a bit disconcerting is, welcome to JPAC, it is what it is. Uh-huh. And I don't accept that. No. And I think if there's one company that could change that, it's Spotify. Right. And you can actually do something about it. Exactly. It's about respect. It's about flexibility. And it's also about adaptability. And what you said, it's okay to say no. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I think it reflects a lot about the values of our WFA program. True. Right. So. Um, Work from anywhere program. Yeah. yeah. Work from anywhere program. Yeah. So. I don't accept it. I don't think it is what it is. And I think we can change. We can do something. Uh, and that's something that I'm focused on locally as a, as a JPAC and SIMEA leader. MK, you're such a star. It's always Thank a blessing you. to have you. Uh, and uh, lucky Spotify. It's good to be here. Thank you, Emery. Thank you so much. Now, my dear. Yes. The biggest challenge of yes. them all. Okay, let's do it. The three things. Yep. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. All right. Ready? Yeah. Should we do it like this? Yeah, we can do it okay. like this. Stay, stay active, safe, stay, stay safe, stay, <laughs> stay active, stay strong. Okay. Stay Good. safe, stay active, stay strong. Excellent. Okay. Great. And then. Idemo Dalia. Uh, Idemo. Dalia. Okay. Should we do that together? Together. One, two, three. Idemo Dalia. MK. <laughs> Can we take a break when we do the farewell again? Yes. Stay okay. safe, stay strong. Stay so, active. Yeah. That we'll we can do in a that you can oh, do. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, that's easy. Exactly. Yeah. Just remind me again what the order is when we get to it. Idemo dalje. Idemon dalje. Dalje. Mm -hmm. Idemon what? what? Idemo. Idemo dalje. <laughs> See, this is why we need the break here. Yeah. I was. <laughs> dalje. 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 Mm -hmm. da okay. Okay. We can, we can do it in Katerina and I were going back and forth and I Where know it's Croatian. I wanted to get it right because last time I butchered it. So I want to get it right this time, but I'll never get it right because this American accent just doesn't get anything right. <laughs> but it's I've horrible. never heard that someone has butchered an expression. Oh, yes. You'll hear it in about five minutes. <laughs>
Idiom Dahlia. Idemo? Idemo Dahlia. Exactly. Okay. Right, we will do it in steps. Okay. That's fine. And then you guys edit it. Yeah. To your magic. 